Hey guys, welcome back. And today's participant in the interview is no surprise. <laughs> Seasonal winner, Fight Night winner, community tournaments. I mean, you have everything. Welcome back, Thomas. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Yeah, I was just asking, what am I going to do with you? Because you just keep on winning. Every one or two weeks, you just keep showing up and performing. And you are no stranger, so let's get straight to the decks, I think, because... Those are the spies here, in the true sense of words. And the first one that you chose is Spider Bird, which saw Nerf with Stalking Shadow. So, why bring it here? So, I was trying out uh, Pirates uh, as a third uh, aggro deck. But overall, the Spiders felt better. The Fearsomes felt really strong. And yeah, I basically wanted to try it, because it was a single elimination tournament. So, yeah, I tried it and it worked pretty well. Why why did it work actually pretty well? What were you trying to target with the with the spider burn in particular or was it just a placeholder in an aggro lineup? Uh so basically it targets both severe and surprisingly even the um, plunder. Uh so even when there is a make it rain and stuff, you still don't have to mulligan for certain one drops and you can try to win with more combo way. Uh, also, it's important to no uh, to note that uh, Plunder doesn't have many uh, fearsome blockers. His first fearsome blocker basically starts on turn 4. So until turn 4, you can push a lot and then finish him with a burn. And Astral Fox, this card hasn't been seen, or maybe as a one-off sometimes. Why, why did you choose to place Astral Fox in your spider burn? So it's another fearsome, uh, fearsome unit. Plus, it's extra burn that uh, requires opponent to do something with it. And you can bait, bait some removal, so you can play fervor. And it's also fine in the late game if you find it with the Stalking Shadows. So is this just an excuse for us to play Noxion Fervor? I mean, it enables it, basically. It's a bit costly, so you don't ever mulligan for it. But it's fine in the, in the late game to have some like more beefy unit. And as I said, another fearsome, fearsome unit. Did you manage to pull any Astral of Fox off and actually damage their Nexus, or was it always an auction fervor bait? Uh, I think I did one time, but I don't think the other times was even a bait because I didn't draw it. Or didn't manage to play it because I killed the opponent uh, too fast. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's great uh, to off in the deck. And what do you think about the deck altogether in this meta? We were talking before the interview that the meta is changing basically every three days. So in this current meta, how do you feel about spider But Does it have a place or was it just a one-time wonder? Mm, I think it might be a problem that the meta shifts to control decks now. Uh, with things like Spooky Karma and Evia. Um, so I'm not sure if it will be good. Uh, but against, as I said, against things like Plunder, Severe, or other aggros that are not Raven Jinx, it felt fine. <laughs> so, if you expect to see a lot of Severe, a lot of Severe decks and a lot of Plunder, you might bring this one to a seasonal. <laughs> mm, yeah, basically instead of Pirates, yeah. Alright, let's see if people are shifting towards control because basically this meta was at the beginning a lot of midrange, a lot of aggro and all of a sudden control comes back and you don't know where, where they are hitting you from. Exactly. 
Uh, moving forward, we have another contender that we did not see maybe that much, but more than Spider-Burn, and this is Shurima Burn with the one of Darius, so why this deck as well in the lineup? What does this deck do? Is it a staple for aggro, aggro lineups, or are you trying it as well? Uh, I think it's staple. It's basically, in my opinion, second best aggro deck after Draven Jinx. Uh, and yeah, since you have 17 one drops, you have uh, really like guaranteed basically the aggro in the beginning. So yeah, you can just smoke your opponent really, really fast and you have a ruinous path for uh, the aggro mirrors. And doesn't it feel clunky to have a bunch of one drops later in the game against certain matchups? Because you might just have a hand filled with one drops, they just remove, remove, remove. Uh, it can, but I tried to make it so it doesn't happen that often with the 2-drop, 2-3 uh, predict, uh, the Chronomancer, uh, instead of the Grenadier. So in the early game, if you if you predict, you are trying to predict for the uh, top end, that being, uh, for example, Ruin Runner or even the Hunter. Or in the late game, if you happen to draw the Chronomancer, you can try to predict for the burn that is required in the end game. So uh even though it can feel clunky uh, in the late game with one drops are basically trying to scale the game with uh, with a predict or with uh, five drops and uh, of course there is so aspiring chronomancer is more of a tech card so you actually find your late game instead of just playing the the grenadier and you take the damage there but then nothing happens yeah exactly it makes the deck more consistent and why does Shurima burn? Because in general, Shurima burn doesn't like to play champions. It has a good core without them. So, why doesn't it like to play champions, or why are they not useful for Shurima burn? So I think it would use something like Draven, uh, but I had Draven in Draven Jinx, and I think Azir is not good enough for the deck. But Darius is something like fourth Rune Runner, and it's. It's nice to have him uh, in, in the late game. So yeah, I think one of Darius is fine. Maybe even two of. Depend, depends on the meta. I understand. Would you cut Darius completely at some point from this deck just because Rune Runner does such a good job? Mm, maybe if the meta would be super aggressive, then Darius is not enough. Because if you develop him, you can die because you just tap out. Uh, so yeah, only in this scenario. Alright, and in terms of the one drops, is there any science behind it or did we just throw there every single one drop that we could find that it is valuable? Mm, so basically every one drop is good, but the Marauder I think is not really good. Like cutting cutting a Marauder for some two drop is for sure an option. Uh but yeah, I uh, I was convinced basically by Simon that 17 one drops are good and I agree with him because it uh, you can the, the consistency of having one drop into double one drop is really high with this deck and playing the chronomancer to not break in the later in the game uh, makes the deck more consistent so yeah it falls five with the 17 one drops but definitely the marauders are the weakest weakest ones does it ever feel clunky with the with the spiders, with the legions, sabotiers, and with the marauders when you are playing against a plunder deck? Because 
if they hit a make it rain, yes, you developed one or two or three one drops in the early turns, but does it feel clunky when they hit a make it rain? It does, but in matchups like Plunder, you mulligan a bit differently. Uh, you can mulligan uh, because you know they will keep the Plunder, uh, I mean, the make it rain. So you try not to mulligan for as many uh, one drops as one health. But you try to go for the Reaper, you try to go for the Legion Guard, and even 2-drop or uh, Hunter. So you basically try to break their hand by your mulligan. But of course, if you, if you get the 1-drops, you try to not play that as much of them. So if they play Make It Rain, you can redevelop again. Yeah, so how, how do you usually develop into a Make It Rain with this deck? What, what's your strategy? How you, do you bait it and how do you redevelop? So I try to play my weakest units first to see the make it rain. Uh, something like Precious Pet is really good bait because uh, they are required to basically do it. Because they again, they don't have uh, fearsome blockers. So yeah, I try to play the weakest one drops to beta, to beta make it rain and then I start swarming and developing more. Alright. And Treasure Seeker is a card that has been thrown away basically in every single Shurima deck. Wherever there's Shurima, there's Treasure Seeker. So how does it line up with the strategy of Shurima Burn? Mm, it lines up pretty fine uh, because it gives you basically another card, another unit uh, that is 5-2 and basically needs to be blocked. So thanks to this card, it feels like you are not running out of cards that much, even though you are playing 17 1-drops. Alright, and do you ever use it as a stalling mechanic? Because in other decks you can use it as basically your opponent doesn't attack for two mana. Yeah, not not that much often. Maybe in the mirrors, but you definitely try to play it as fast as possible. Because as the game goes on, the value of the Sand Soldier uh, goes down. Alright. Uh... I realized in your lineup you you have a free spot for Severe, especially because we have Shurima Burn here. So would would actually Severe make sense in a deck because you deal a lot of damage, you might level her up fast. Does the quick attack and special or would it pay off or not? Mm, I don't think so. It's good enough having five three with quick, quick attack. I think you go more with the swarm and in the late game you just go with the overburn and don't rely on the on the severe level up. Alright, and the last deck, it's actually no surprise because you are seeing it everywhere. You are seeing it on ladder, you are seeing it performing in tournaments. Discard aggro. Is there anything that we should say about this deck anymore? Or how did it actually perform in the tournament? Uh, so mostly it got banned. I think only in fi uh, finals it didn't get banned. And it won, so <laughs> I basically played one game of it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, really, it's basically the best aggro in the game now. Uh, and most importantly, it beats other aggros, so it's really good. Yeah, I sense that you are a little bit conflicted on your one drop slot because we are running double dragons, Draven's biggest fan, just one Legion Rear Guard. What's the reasoning behind it? Testing the waters if Draven's biggest fan is good, or what's the reasoning? So, I used to play uh, triple Rear Guard, but I wanted to try the biggest fan. Uh, and I, I knew that drawing biggest fan in late game is really bad, but I played like over 30 games with, uh, with the Draven's biggest fan, and it felt really good to have the Draven more consistent on turn 3. 
and I had only like one time when I uh, when I didn't want to draw or play the biggest fan. So it felt like it's just better than Rare Guard. And also, if you get to meet uh, other aggros and they don't ban Driving Jinx, because fine, it's really good, right? Because it can block uh, on turn one. Yeah, definitely makes sense. But you mentioned it a little bit at least. Don't Doesn't it feel clunky when you draw it in the late game? Or do you just mulligan consistently and get it consistently in the early game so you don't care about the late? Mm, yeah, you mulligan for it for sure and trying to get it in the late game. Uh, but I think it also helps that it's only a 2-off, not 3-off. But as I said, I think the upside of the card is much much stronger and better than than the downside in the late game. So from my testing, it felt better than Rareguard. Alright, some people, including me obviously as well, were, were testing with Boon as well. I've been seeing Boon I think Simon said the card is good. And then he slowly backed off from the card, so you backed off from Boon as well, why? <laughs> I was thinking about it, playing it maybe instead of the one rare guard. The issue with Boom Baboon I had is with Boom Baboon I felt like I don't uh, level up Jinx that consistently outside of having augmented. Where I played the two drop and it, give, it gave me um, another card in my hand. And it felt a little bit clunky with the uh, level up Jinx with Ramage and stuff. Uh, but I think it's definitely, definitely an option that can help in the mid game. Uh, but yeah, for for now, I I try the I try the rare guard. And why do you think people are giving up on it? Is it not working for the deck? Are you not fast enough because you're playing it? Maybe not fast enough. I also think playing a two drop that has only one health can be an issue against make it rain and ice shards. And I think Draven Jinx is basically the worst deck against plunder. So I don't think you want to be even worse against it. Yeah, definitely. And I see people that are are coming back to Ramage. They are still playing one of why? I think it's uh again it's really good for the Jinx level up and something that people have to play around and you can bluff. So you can basically keep the two mana and bluff that you will level up Jinx and get her to four health, so they don't want to uh, engage with the removal on her. All right, that makes perfect sense. So. Now that you saw your, we saw your triple aggro lineup, let's talk a bit about the tournament, the Royal Blue tournament. It was a single elimination tournament, so what, what did you try to do with the lineup? Did you try to target something in particular, as you said, or did you just try to also have fun? <laughs> I wanted, first of all, I wanted to try the lineup, uh, because it's something we, uh, we tried in our scrimming group. And in terms of targeting, I think I was targeting just the Severe and the Plunder. And I was really comfortable against other aggro, aggro decks. And you are playing in the tournament, obviously. And what do you find? Do you find the matchups that you were expecting to target? Or do you find some surprises here and there? Mm, so I, found, I think I found both. Uh, I was playing against Lurk, which is really, really bad against aggros. Uh, also, I met the uh, lineup with uh, Lee, uh, Draven, Ezreal, which both of these decks are pretty good against aggros, but I think, thanks to the Fearsomes, it's not that bad against uh, Lee. And then I remember Karma, Ezreal in finals, which I 2-0'd. 
so that felt fine. Uh, you mentioned Lee, and Lee is usually weak, or that's the general impression. Lee is weak against aggro, but then they get one or two of the dragons, and uh, the matchup doesn't feel that terrible anymore. Did you encounter such a situation, or, or how do you feel about generally aggro versus Lee decks? I think Lee is uh, comfortable with playing against aggros. I think the these aggros that I played are best against Lee. I think pirates are really bad against Lee. Uh, basically, Driving Jinx can overstorm Lee, and the Shurima Burn can play Merciless Hunter on the eye and has some uh, fearsomes as well. And uh, Spiders has fearsomes, which requires the Lee to play some buff on the eye if they want to block. Uh, so yeah, it's not amazing, but thanks to the thanks to the choice of these three aggro decks, I didn't have to ban the Lee. Mm, and it sounds like fearsome is the main is the main star against Lee because you are baiting out their uh, their buffs. So is that the strategy? You bait out their buffs so they cannot use them whenever they want. Yeah, basically, basically like that exactly. All right, so. How did you actually 2-0 Ezreal, Ezreal Karma? Because I think Ezreal Karma is really unfavored into, into any type of aggro that can go wide. So, did at any point feel like you might lose one of the two games? Mm, I think I had pretty good hand. And he like in the first game, he had like three Karmas in hand or something. Okay. So, I felt, I, felt pretty, I felt pretty comfortable. Uh, but, of course, like... If it goes to turn 10, anything can happen with uh, double spells. And also it's PNZ, so they can easily remove uh, your board. But it's good that they basically, outside of a heal pot, they don't have any healing. So yeah, burn is good at that point. Awesome. And you said that you were trying basically to try this lineup, see how it works. So are you planning to try anything else for the seasonal? Or are you currently trying anything else? Maybe something spicy. <laughs> Mm, I think myself I'll keep trying on aggro uh, and see if it still works or not. Uh, so I know for seasonals, but definitely uh, people like uh, Batch Deck or Humble might try something else. So we know what's, what's the best. Awesome. Well, this interview has been a pleasure and you know our usual two questions. First and foremost... Did you prefer for so with someone since it was a single Elin tournament or did you just spam ladder and got away with it? Mm, so I was uh, definitely screaming this time uh, with Humble and Badge Tech. Alright, did, did they give you any insight on any matchups in particular or was it just regular screams to keep you up to date and comfortable with the decks? Mm, I mean, it was just regular screams, but we were trying to find some like staple deck. Uh, which is kind of hard in this meta because the meta shifts consistently. There's no OP deck like there was in the past, like uh, IRL or GoHard. So it's not that easy, but we are trying to build like three different lineups. And yeah, we were trying them out. Awesome. And here it is, the last question. If you had, one, if you had to say one thing to the audience, which one is that? Well, thank you for cheering me uh, in any tournament. And yeah, I hope I'll be here soon again. The way you are participating in, participating in tournaments and winning it, definitely you are going to be around. But ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this particular interview. 
We are going to keep them coming. Until next time, see you.